Who is the biggest dynasty winner now that Brandon Cooks is in Dallas? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuk. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in the game. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, we had a fairly significant NFL trade happen early on Sunday morning. Brandon Cooks to the Dallas Cowboys. Just your initial thought. How do you like the Cooks fit with Dallas? I love the Cooks fit. Marcus, I'm more interested to hear your thoughts on the Cooks fit as the resident uh, Cowboys guy. But gut instinct is that he brings exactly what this team needs, right? The team yes. needs speed. Um, I think he brings a lot of like stability. We know exactly what Brandon Cooks is. That, like, I don't think anybody has any remaining question marks about Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. and what he's going to bring to you on the field. Now, are there plenty of questions about like why doesn't this guy ever just stand still? I don't I don't know. I can't speculate to all that, but I know he's probably going to have a thousand receiving yards this year, like six touchdowns. I feel like that's a lock. Yeah, I think he's perfect for Dallas uh, because they needed a number two receiver that had some speed. I think Michael Gallup is a little bit overmatched as that number two guy, but now you have somebody that can play in the slot and play in the outside. And just to kind of the, the answer the question at the cold open of this show, I think the biggest winner is Dak Prescott. Yes, right? yes, yes. Thank we, you, Marcus. Thank we, you. We've seen when Dak has good to great weapons around him, he puts up monster numbers. Right, like absolutely fantastic numbers. And now that you've got these three wideouts, brought back Tony Pollard, you continue to invest in the offensive line. I, 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 I just don't see a scenario where Dak Prescott doesn't have 30-plus passing touchdowns next year, 45, 100 passing yards. I think he's got to be the biggest winner here. Yeah, I think, like, and honestly, the, the winner definitely nobody's talking about, right? Over the last 11 games of the season – Uh, So not including his week one performance where he he left the game early for injury, but in his return from injury, Marcus, he was a QB one and over half of his games returning from injury. I feel like it was a very like low key, solid return for him, right? Like nobody was hyping up Dak Prescott to close out the season, but um, you know, had, had a nice 31.5 game, uh, point game against a tough defense and the Philadelphia Eagles of, of you know, a, a divisional matchup. Like we know that Dak Prescott can score fantasy points. We know he's got the capability of like, you know, running in a touchdown with his legs, like giving us those sort of uh, surprise stats. But I do think this significantly raises the floor for Dak mm-hmm. Prescott and the floor wasn't all that low to begin with. Like, I, I think at worst uh, you'll expect, you know, 
you might get like a, a 16 to 18 point game from him at his very worst. And I think that floor just leveled up a bit. Yeah. I mean, he's been pretty incredible uh, whenever he's had, you know, good weapons. I, I, I just look back to like, since the team acquired Amari Cooper um, back in the 2018 season, from that point on, they've had good weapons and he's averaged almost 290 yards passing per game in his last 56 games. Like, he just is a, a, a you know a big time efficient passer, and now you give him more weapons. I think he's going to be really good. But let's talk about Brandon Cooks. Um, I don't love this for his dynasty value, though. I mean, he he's probably going to sleepwalk to at least nine hundred yards and five touchdowns. But I just have a hard time seeing him getting consistent targets week in and week out to to rely on him. For fantasy, just because we know CeeDee Lamb is going to gobble up a lot of targets. Dak loves to throw to the tight end. They have Michael Gallup. They have Tony Pollard. So I think this actually is a little bit of a knock to his value. Yeah, I, I again, from a real-life football perspective, love this for Brandon Cooks. Uh, love this fit with the Cowboys in general from, from both a player and team perspective. But for fantasy, I'm selling Brandon Cooks anywhere I that well. I can in Dynasty because I do think – um, you know, we know the potential of this offense when it's humming, uh, when when things are looking good. But, um, you know, even though Brandon Cooks, he, he's posted stats, I feel like the ceiling's pretty high, but the floor, again, for Brandon Cooks is just so low. And I do think with Dak's willingness to spread the ball around, that floor is probably going to continue to be pretty low. And, yeah, he might win you a week here and there, but – I do worry that he's going to lose you a lot of weeks in between over the last three seasons. Um, he's finished as a top 12 wide receiver uh, just a handful of times, four, eight, uh, yeah. nine times, nine times over the I, last three seasons. I think you're going to see a lot of games that are like four, for 46, five for 51. And then there'll be the game where, you know, they get into a shootout and he's eight for one seventeen in a touchdown. Right. But I just have concern, some concerns about his week-to-week consistency. And I think you're better off, you know, maybe shooting for more upside in your dynasty leagues. Okay, I want to talk about the other side of this because it was the Houston Texans that traded away Brandon Cooks. I want to talk about, about their depth chart next. This episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before. And if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, You've got to give this game a try. It's certainly not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect for your team and play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build an historic dynasty. What I love about this game is it's hard. It's not like Madden where you just jump on, make a bunch of ridiculous trades, and then your team is awesome. Like It's going to put your actual GM skills to the test. You're going to be responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, uh, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and the terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, locker room issues, and all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. Locked on Dynasty listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise 
when using the promo code locked on all in caps in the game store that is locked on all in caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com ultimate football GM start your dynasty today. All right, Kate, let's talk about the Houston Texans. Now that Brandon cooks has gone. Who is the receiver of this offense that you are the most excited about going into the 2023 season? Oh, Marcus, this is so hard. This is so hard because it, it without a doubt would be John Mechie, who we know the ceiling is sky high. He's had some health concerns that, you know, I don't think uh, we have a ton of clarity on, you know, yeah. what, what is going to be the, the situation. But um, Nico Collins, it's been like low key, um, just kind of intriguing, right? We haven't seen a ton out of him in terms of like fantasy production, like just overall yeah. numbers. But I do think we've seen some flashes in terms of um, like what he looks like on the field, right? Like I, I think we see the opportunity there for targets. Um, let's say, you know, depending on which of these, uh, rookie quarterbacks, the Houston Texans fall fall in with um, <clears throat> Bryce Young. It, like, <laughs> could be a a very reliable target um, for any one of these rookie quarterbacks. Again, I worry about the ceiling. So, like, I don't know. I mean, twenty four active games. He's only you know performed as uh, a wide receiver too. So, like, finished inside the top twenty four once over mm-hmm. his two years, but. I do feel like we saw a little something from him on we saw some tape. flashes, right? Yeah. Like that's I think we saw on the, on the actual tape. I liked Nico Collins and just the way he seemed to be evolving as a wide receiver. He's headed into his third year, which we know can be a breakout year for wide receivers. It, it does uh, feel like this could be a post hype breakout guy, right? Like the quarterback situation was so bad last year with Davis mills regressing. And then they were rotating quarterbacks in and, it just wasn't a good environment. And now with the hope that you get Bryce Young, who I think is probably the most pro-ready quarterback, who does love to throw the ball deep, maybe we see that Deco Collins break out. And so he hits a lot of the things that we like from you know a late-round receiver. He's got size, speed, can play, does the contested catch stuff, can play on the outside. So I think you're right. But I've got a feeling, Kate, the, the Texans own two picks in the first round, number two and number 12. Why do I get this strange feeling that they're going to draft a receiver at 12? And it's likely to be like Jordan Addison or no, Jackson Smith. Jackson and Smith and, yeah, that's that's the that's the move I'm I'm expecting. Um, but like, here's the thing about like Nico Collins, right? Like, I, I think that we have yet to see sort of what this market's going to really shake out to. Um, just with the fact that like, obviously as like the last man standing uh, in Houston, we're probably going to see that, that, you know, value increase on him. But like, um, let's look at some recent trades, right? And these are, are um, just prior to this, this trade. So again, keep in mind uh, that we don't have the full context here, but this is what he was going for. Nico Collins, uh, the 202 and a 2024 first for Christian Watson and the 204. Would you have taken that trade pre Brandon Cook's trade and would you still accept it after? I think yes and yes. Okay. Um, so 
if that's the case, we're going to assume that value is moving up. Um, I like the thing is I'm looking at trades that occurred before this trade and I'm thinking to myself, Oh, those feel like really reasonable trades. And I, I just wonder, I'm like, wondering, is the value going to get unreasonable at this point? My guess is no. Cause I think there was this belief just from the dynasty community that Brandon cooks was going to get dealt this off season regardless. So I kind of don't think you're going to see a big shift in value, but I do think the closer that we get to the draft, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Nico Collins' value actually drop a little bit because like you and I just thought, we we all kind of assumed that Houston's going to take a receiver at 12. What if they don't? What if they just say, you know what? We like our guys enough right now. Let's address defense and let's use our other picks to you know address some other spots. Now, all of a sudden, Nico's a monster value. So I, I think I think he's the guy that I want to at least take a shot on because uh, where's he being drafted among dynasty receivers right now? It's got to be really, right really now, low. Wide receiver 69. It's nothing. Um, again, I, I would probably imagine that climbs a little bit. Now, do you think this is the time to buy? Or is there a sweet spot that you're going to be waiting for? It's a good question. Um, I, I mean, think like, now, just because it's so cheap now, like what does it cost you to get him? fourth round pick again i feel like it's gonna go up but like it i think it's probably worth like taking a taking a shot i mean last year you know brandon cooks of course was was in and out of the lineup but never had more than three targets in a week had had four games with nine or more targets like did he do a lot with it no um but the opportunity was there in what was a really bad offense with really bad quarterback play. You upgrade that quarterback play and suddenly those targets might actually start to mean something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're we're also rooting for John Mechie. Like that's the guy that I want to break out here because listen, if he, if he is able to get back on the field, it's very likely that his former college quarterback is going to be throwing him passes in Bryce Young and we saw what kind of numbers Mechie put up in the slot at Alabama so that's at least the guy that I'm kind of kind of monitoring because I do think if he's healthy if they draft Bryce Young I won't be surprised if he leads this team in receiving yards as soon as next season I absolutely agree with you now uh, on Dynasty League football looking at the draft capital in startup Dynasty drafts um, these guys are actually going kind of really, really close together here. Um, so in a similar price range, which would you rather take your shot on? Mechie. Is it Nico Collins or, okay. Mechie. Um, yeah. Nico Collins, wide receiver 69, John Mechie, wide receiver 73, um, still 22 years old, five, nine or five eleven, 187 pounds. Like I, I definitely think the upside is probably with John Mechie, but I would agree. you also, you gotta, you gotta appreciate the fact that like, okay, Nico Collins though. Um, yeah. Like maybe Houston comes in, they draft a wide receiver. It's probably not going to be the wide receiver that has like that kind of build like probably Nico not. Collins no. has. Cause this is a team or this is a, a draft class that doesn't have uh, a ton of that, that size, right. The six, four, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that just ability to be taller than other people. Like there's not a lot of, it's a very, uh, very short draft class. One of my favorite guys, Marvin Mims is five eleven, and he's like gargantuan compared to the rest <laughs> of the receivers in this class. 
And like in like with that size, didn't perform all that poorly at the combine, right? No. Like, no, uh, or I think it was his pro day he measured, but uh, four four five, um, you know, did pretty decent with the vertical thirty seven mm-hmm. and a half inches. That's seventy six percentile broad jump, uh, one hundred twenty five inches. That's seventy fifth percentile. Like. 77 percentile in the three cone like yep did, he's a good just, athlete he was, he's a good athlete and especially when you consider that size of six yep. four 215 pounds so i think there's something there and if they unlock the quarterback play well, um it, you know? and maybe that's that's the play here kate right like if you if you're one of these people that believe bryce young is the best quarterback prospect in the class and there are a lot of people that do and you think he's going to come in? Like I, I've heard Todd McShay compare him to a shorter version of Patrick Mahomes. I'm not getting behind that. But if you believe that he's this awesome quarterback prospect, maybe you just buy both of these guys because it's it costs you really nothing, right? And yep. you just say, hey, it's very unlikely that both of these guys hit. There's a chance that neither of these guys hit. But if one hits and becomes a solid wide receiver too, I paid nothing to go out and get them. So I, I, I think that might be the play here. Yeah, I, I like it. You're not there's not a lot of risk here. And that's no, no. that's something that you have to like, especially if you know these receivers are both going to be tied to one of these fantastic quarterbacks. Um, you know, especially if that's to be a like a Bryce yep. Young. Um it, it, upside could be could be nice, but floor could also be yes. uh nice and stable. All right, let's talk about another veteran signing that happened this weekend next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything and everything from money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. Plus, Fiendel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to Fanduel.com slash locked on. That is Fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Kate, let's talk about Adam Thielen who signed with the Carolina Panthers on a three-year deal. Those numbers haven't been released yet. But going from Minnesota to Carolina to, uh, I would assume, be the number one or number two receiver there. What are your thoughts? I think it's a, a good signing from Carolina. I think having uh, like some veteran presence there in that locker room uh, going to be probably pretty big for the incoming rookie. If that's C.J. Stroud, great. Um, but we definitely saw like from, from a fantasy perspective and that's, that's how we're coming at this. We saw 2022 was a significant decline for Adam Thielen. Um, like hasn't, hasn't really looked, uh, like the same guy. 2021 started to slow down a little bit, saw a, a drop in yards perception, but was still posting those touchdowns. Well, started to see that drop a little bit. He's, he's been declining in yards after the catch um, in terms of his productivity there yards per route run, like pretty much every measurement or, you know, that we can evaluate him on took a dip this season. Um, Like passer rating when targeted 
uh, over the last four seasons, never had a passer rating when targeted below 115. This year, 95.8. Like, across the board, um, he's just not the same wide receiver that we saw maybe back in 2020. Um, is this remedied at all if they do bring in uh, the accuracy expert? Uh, what did he call himself? The ball placement specialist that is CJ Stroud. I, I don't think it does help a ton. Cause like, no. I, I feel like that's kind of Kirk Cousins. like Kirk Cousins is, you know, pretty, he's fine with, with ball placement. Like that's not the, the issue uh, that we saw with Adam Thielen. So I don't, uh, meh. Yeah, uh, no, I'm out. I, we've seen this happen a lot where you take these slot receivers who are really efficient early in their careers and then they just start they they start to fall off, right? Like Jarvis Landry is a perfect example, right? Like he was awesome for several years and then once you just lose any of your juice and your quickness, it's gone and it happens fast. And as you mentioned, Thielen has really declined. Like my favorite stat to look at to see if a player is declining is his yards per reception. Now, Kate, I don't have it in front of me right now, but can you read his yards per reception in the last four years for me? Um, I actually just clicked away from it, so I'm so sorry, Marcus. He was right around uh, 10 yards per reception. Most of his career, I, he was hanging right around. I got it. I like got 30. it. So 2019, 13.9. 2020, 12.5. 2021, 10.8. 2022, 10.2. Like, it's a pretty significant drop, and it's pretty telling, especially especially when you play in an offense with Justin Jefferson, who demands so much attention, and you're still dropping in efficiency, I'm out. So maybe this yeah. helps C.J. Stroud. Maybe it doesn't. I'm just – congratulations, Adam Thielen, on getting that next contract. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, like, again, I think it's not – I don't think this was necessarily, again, terms TBD, so not not totally sure. We can't fully grade uh, how bad or good of a decision this was. But, like – from a veteran standpoint, I just think he, you know, he can be that guy that helps take that that mental part of the game for your rookie quarterback sure. and maybe helps slow down the game for that rookie receiver. Um, but in terms of his fantasy value, like that's a bigger concern for me. Um, and I, I don't want to buy into Adam Thielen with the knowledge that like, hey, maybe he's going to uh, have a renaissance, right? Yeah, no, it's not like right. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think we, again, like he was actually pretty healthy, ran a lot of routes. He was available in 2022, but Marcus, he exceeded uh, 20 fantasy points just twice in uh, the 2022 season. It was Most one of those games against though, the Colts. It was one of those games against that Colts in that really dumb Saturday game. It was uh, one of them was against the the Detroit Lions, who we've seen like they gave up plenty of points through the air. Like they were yeah. scoring points, but man, they gave up uh, they gave up plenty through the air. And outside of that, twelve points, nine points, four point five, four point yeah. seven, one point six, two. Like you can find that kind of production on your dynasty waiver wire, let alone yes. your redraft. Like I'm a hundred percent. Put Adam Thielen on your trading block. See if you can get a third round pick for him. Great. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but it doesn't hurt to ask, right? You just never know what somebody's going to accept or what somebody views as a, you know, hey, maybe this guy in a new scheme is going to be better. Last thing I want to ask you before we head out. Um, 
does the acquisition of Adam Thielen help hurt or not change your thoughts on Terrace Marshall? Doesn't do anything for me. I, I still want like nothing, nothing really to do with this offense in general. I I think they're getting some names, but I still don't really think there's a clear path, right? Like I still don't feel like I've identified the, their identity or what they're trying to accomplish with this cast of characters. Um, I still think the only player that I'm really looking to buy from this offense is Miles Sanders in a full PPR league where I'm going to just hope that like he might lead the team in targets this year. It just has a ridiculous amount of volume just because he's the best weapon on this offense. So hundred percent agree with you. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty Football your first lesson every single day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts in on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day uh, download the lockdown dynasty podcast wherever you get your podcast check us out on youtube we've got daily content going up there i get every single day go follow kate on twitter at kate Majuk. i'm at marcus underscore Mosier. enjoy your week we'll see you guys on friday i'm matt and ryan back tuesday wednesday thursday